Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Right, hello and welcome back to the Fit for Life podcast. Uh, I'm joined with another guest today. Um, my guest today is Mr. Wesley Gregory, a very good and close friend of mine. Obviously, I know very much who he is and you haven't a clue. Um, so today's podcast, we're going to be divulging very much into like mental health um, and talking about some of the stigma surrounding it, our, both of our experiences with it. It's going to be a very um, give or take conversation. I'm just going to be bullet pointing the questions. He's going to be chucking them right back at me and putting me on the spot as well. Um, so, uh, Wes, so if you can tell us a little bit about your past, uh, what you've gone through to get to where you are now. So, um, obviously I'll introduce me. I'm Wesley Gregory. Um, I work in mental health. Um, previous to that, I was a support worker. Um, and that sort of in that, that industry, I worked with autism, mental health, learn disability and it was mental health that seemed to really sort of stick out with me and made me ask a lot of questions and I know like people dear to me had suffered with mental health I didn't really know much about it um so I ended up going for a job um at one of the local hospitals ended up getting it and I've worked my way up to a nursing position so that's sort of my story about mental health I've been through some sort of things myself um like I said I've had friends as well who've gone through it and you know we're going to be discussing all these sort of topics today about it fabulous thank you mate so um so obviously you got your nursing you finished nursing this year didn't you so I did, big, yeah. big, big congrats on that so that was a massive achievement for you yeah you, you know, it's been a long time coming that hasn't it um so why mental health um mental health for me i mean it's just so it's just so prevalent in today's society isn't it i mean we we all suffer with it yourself me um you know my friends my family um celebrities there's more people coming forwards you know there's um i'm a big ufc fan love paddy the body yeah. he, he's, he's he's like you know what he went through before his last fight can't imagine to go through that um you know it's just so there's just so much of it working in the industry myself and seeing obviously the amount of people that need the help the support coming into that you know it's just it's just massively in abundance at the moment. And I think, you know, especially with like everything that's going on at the moment, you know, you're talking about people worrying about paying the bills, you know, all of this stuff, you know, it's, it's, it just impacts on people's mental health. I think COVID massively in all those poor nurses who've been, it's just, yeah, massive part of my life. And I'm just very passionate about it. That's good. It's been a crazy few years, isn't it? I think, uh, I think you touched on COVID there and I think, we're not even seeing i don't think the 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 negative outcome of that yet i think no. i think it's still yet to hit home isn't it yeah and then, as you said about bills and everything hitting up tail end of this year and, and how <laughs> no words is there no it, i mean it's just it's just mad what people have got to go through and you know there's, there'll be people who've never really struggled in their life who now all of a sudden will be struggling yeah you know you you you, you you know, sorry to like go on about COVID because we've had it for the last three years, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's, it's, you know, people lost their jobs. There were people in positions that had never been in that position before, you know, and from my point of view, working in mental health, you know, there were people coming through the doors who never would have been there before, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's just, just so my time. It's going to be quite grounded now when, when you're having people come through the doors that you, I guess they would never dream of being in that position before, but when, when things get on top of them through financial insecurity, not being able to pay the bills and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, people look for coping mechanisms, don't they? That's Which it. Which obviously we'll, we'll get into a little bit further down the line. Um, so, just talking a bit more recently, obviously talked about, about your big success in mental health, I mean, being a qualified nurse, etc. Um, but you've also gone through a massive um, weight loss transformation as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's something I've always yo-yoed with my entire life. I think from being a young child, from about the age of, from 10, I sort of got this sort of complex with food. And I think it's something that has plagued me for a long time. And it's something that I've sort of got to grips with it and then dropped it and then got to grips with it and dropped it. <laughs> I've just yo-yoed with it quite a lot. Um, Alan can vouch for that. And um, But Alan's been a massive support with that too, um, you know. And 
I think there's so many brilliant tools around now and it's it's not about like how much you can lift at the gym it's not about how fast you can run how far you can run what you can do it's all about knowing your own limitations and just sort of making little changes and I think sort of in previously I've, I've sort of just rushed into things and I've like you know gone too drastic with calories or gone too drastic with exercise and and things like that and I think now I'm at the point where it's like right I know what my limit is calorie wise calorie deficit brilliant um I sort of stick to those calories and it comes off I don't have to do an excessive amount of exercise I'm a busy man you know I'm a nurse I'm a father I'm now a husband um (laughs) so you know it's 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 just busy life and 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 you know it's you can't always get to the gym every day or you you can't go for that walk every day but you know I'm I'm lucky in the respect that my job I do a lot of walking yeah. so I'm up and down the ward a lot of the day on a on a long day so and obviously I've got two young kids so that keeps me on my toes but like you know calorie wise just stick to them and it's come off so it's it's been good and you know the last couple of weeks I've not been good cuz we're human you know I got married it was my daughter's birthday, it was my birthday, you know, and, you know, you're not just going to go, well, I'm going to stick to my calories every single day, regimented for the rest of my life, because you'd just yeah. be miserable, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, literally yeah. miserable, yeah. is, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's true, you know, yeah. you've, you've got to live life, you've, you've got to enjoy things, and, you know, yeah, it's great to stick things, but I've noticed in the two, two and a half weeks that I've sort of not really been following my calorie deficit. Yeah. I've not put much on. No, I no, don't no. feel really much different. Yeah, I might feel a bit sluggish some days, but overall, I feel great. I think the progress I've made and, you know, now that everything's sort of, all the sort of the weddings out the way and birthdays are out the way and stuff, like, I feel like right now until Christmas, I've got a good solid three, three four weeks where I can yeah. just get back on track, get going, have a few days off at Christmas because... Christmas would be miserable if you didn't. Very How are you going to eat those 15 boxes of chocolates? Uh, no, I, was like, I thought you were going to say 15 <laughs> boxes of pigs <laughs> blankets. <laughs> if I'm honest. But yeah, or, you know, all the trimmings, you got to have it all, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, right, it's, it's balance, isn't it? it is. I, think, I think for a lot of people, finding balance is hard. For my experience of being yeah. bigger, I think, I think it took me a solid probably eight years to find balance, I think, because I think you've, you've, you've gone through seeing me bulk, cut, bulk, cut, put weight onto and, and thinking that, oh, if I put on two or three stone of, of like weight, I'm going to put muscle on, yeah. which is all redundant and is complete BS. Um, but you go through those things and you learn from them. And as you said, you know, you, through the education that you have now of your knowledge of your calories and the way you eat and, you know, know how many calories are in certain foods, you're now in con- true control of how you eat and how much body fat is on you. And you've got that control for the rest of your life. Definitely. And, and you can pull that in and taper that in if and when you want. And I think that's... It's empowering. Yeah, I, and as well, I think it's like people seem to think like, oh, you're on a calorie deficit. You can't eat this and you can't eat that. And mm. the true thing is you can eat anything you want. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You're in control. And I think like, I think when people are on a diet, they lose that element of control because they're like, oh, I can't eat that because it's X amount of, won't quote other places, but yeah. you know, it's, I can't eat this because it's so many points or I can't do that. Whereas this, I can eat what I want, but there's a consequence. Like if I want to go and smash... I don't know, a nice fried chicken place, you know, (laughs) without naming anything, you know, I know, oh, that's X amount of calories that, so I might, I might just hold up, I might just cut down my breakfast today, I might just have a minimal lunch, you know, and it's just about that, so you can enjoy those nice things, you can have those nice days off, you know, it's, and it's the same, like I was, you know, to go back to the walking and stuff, some days I might do 15,000 steps, some Mm -hmm. days I might do like 5,000, but overall, if it adds up at the end of the week, job done. Exactly, exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, so thinking about uh, so from a, so now talking to a bit so a bit of a mental health perspective. So thinking now yeah. to when you're you're bigger a few obviously a few months ago yeah. to where you are now. How do you feel within yourself? Um, a lot better. I mean, it was interesting because literally just before we started doing this, mm. my watch told me your heart rate's dropped. Oh, you said this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, like yeah. you know that that you know so just in such a you know I've been doing it for about three four months now. So in that time it's my heart rate's decreased resting yeah. it's decreased when exercising which is massive you know it's it's dropped 20 beats which is brilliant do you know what i mean and i, I think you know it's little things like that it's like i've noticed i've got more energy you know i'm i'm sort of able to do things for longer my concentration's better it's like, it's like everything you just you just feel better overall i mean don't get me wrong you know 
I'm still going on this journey and it's 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 a lifelong journey you know mm. what I mean it's and I'm gonna fluctuate and go but overall feel a lot better um a lot more knowledgeable now I don't feel like oh I have to stare at my phone and look at every single thing and see how many calories in it because I've started to learn roughly what's in most things so yeah. now I don't feel like I don't feel as pressured to log everything some people like that some people like to log and know every little detail yeah. I mean I was like that in the beginning but now I've got a better of under- understanding and it's just like I'd probably only go back to that if I was sort of feeling like oh I'm going off track now and I need to know this what I'm putting in yeah bit, just yeah. reel it in a little bit but I think once you once you get that general knowledge basis of it but yeah I think like you know for anyone just make those little changes see the results and it's not all about what you weigh no. how you look how you feel in your clothes yeah, yeah. you'll you might you might be like oh i'm on the scales and i weigh the same or i weigh half a pound more but then your t-shirt that you wear and feels looser you know you so it's it's all about not just the the weight the number it's about like you know how you feel how you look that and that's the most important thing do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You hit, you hit the nail. And as you, as you just said, I think fitness isn't. There's no end goal, is there? No. You're only fit for the whole of your life. So I think it, it's an ever improving, adapting, changing thing that you yeah. work towards. Um, and then you know when you get a set goal, it's, it it can be just hard to sustain that goal, um, as well as obviously getting from A to B. Uh, but making sure that you, you've got routines and habits in your life to so you sustain those goals for us forever, which is the education you've got now, yeah. which is important. As I just said about about logging, I think everyone has to go through that little process of logging to make to educate them so that they realize and then you don't have to log forever i think a lot of people when they first get into weight loss think i need to be using my fitness power for the rest of my life yeah no one wants to do that no but it is as you just just like it's told here it's a small little area you've got to go through just to learn and educate then once you've got that knowledge you're free you've got that yeah. freedom and you're in true control so yeah that's cool um so, so we're going to hop a bit more into depth for a bit more about mental health now so um so you, so you, you yourself, you had a, f- a friend um, who struggled severely with with, with mental health, yeah. um, and and took his own life. He did. Um, so, um, so first, would are you comfortable opening up about that? I think the whole point of mental health is to open up. I think we as men don't, and I think to talk about my friend, what happened, um, is a good thing to do because this might be relevant to you. There might be someone around you who needs that that help you might not see it they might be the life and soul of the party they might mm-hmm. not show anything so sort of we'll, we'll get to the story now so i had a friend and um very successful fella really intelligent man as well um, he was a vet um and he had his own personal struggles in life um, he was involved in a in a house fire um, where he had like severe burns and you know luckily he was okay um and and from that point that that that's where like the mental health was sort of evident within him um and that caused further problems with him um and his his marriage broke down and from that we we'd sort of we'd been childhood friends so through the whole of high school me and him were thick and thin i was always getting him into trouble all the time <laughs> um he was he was like the dead clever lad who, who knew the answers to everything and i you know not that i'm stupid or anything but you know just nowhere near on the same level as him but i used to drag him in all the trouble of course <laughs> yeah all the time yeah we're thick that's as school, thieves though, yeah that's school and you know so as life goes on we sort of you, you drift apart mm. but you know you know who your true friends are in life because it doesn't matter how long apart you spend the second you meet up it's like yesterday do you know what i mean yeah it's yeah. like the day before even but yeah so so anyway to get back to the story so you know we we sort of rekindled our friendship he was going through a bad time and you know i knew that he suffered with depression he was quite open and honest about that to be honest and um we sort of met up a few times we went out just had coffees had chats and things like that and um you know from my point of view it was sort of tough because working in mental health as a you know as a nurse you've got like your mental health nurse head on (laughs) and then at the same time he's your mate yeah so you you don't want to be like sort of treating him as a patient but he's your mate so you, you know you're looking out for him and but then there's also going to be little things that you recognise and see yourself, yeah. isn't there, because of your profession? So, because cause of my profession, I probed him a little bit. So, I, you know, I, I talked to him and I was like, you know, so he, he said, like, you know, I don't feel like I can, you know, carry on with my veterinary because what's happened and so on and so forth. And I was like, well, what, what do you want to do? 
So he's talking about cryptocurrency and blowing my mind over that. I had no idea what was going on. But I just smiled and nodded and, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and you know, remained interested, you know, because he seemed really passionate about it. But to me, that, that, that's, that stated that he had future plans. This is mm. what I'm going to do. You know, this, this isn't going right in my life right now. My marriage is, you know, down the pan and this, that and the other. But, you know, I've got these future plans. You know, I'm living with my dad, which isn't ideal. But, you know, once I get a bit of money behind me and I've invested in this and, you know, I get my own place, I get back on my feet. And, you know, there was, it was, there was nothing in my mind that made me think he's going he's gonna to do something to himself. There was nothing. There was, there was nothing there. No. Um, the only thing that made me think was um, not long before he took his own life, he, he sent me a message. Um, and it was one of those that, looking back on now, it was a bit of a sign, but I did follow it up. So, you know, he, he said something on the lines, you know, we were best friends in high school. I wish I'd made more of an effort after school. So I just sent one back, you know, saying, thinking, oh, he's, he's probably having a drink or something and he's a bit down and mm. just said, don't be daft. You know what I mean? We're seeing each other now, this, that and the other. You know where I am if you need to talk and whatever. You know, I'm only a phone call away or a message away. You know, I know I've got the kids and I might not be able to answer you straight away, but you need me, mate. I'll, I'll be there sort of thing. And I sent a similar thing to his ex-wife um, and his brother, um, to which I did find out later on that they'd managed to go around the house and they checked on him and he was like, I'm absolutely fine, what's up? And they were like, well, you're sending these messages? And he goes, oh, I'm absolutely fine, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong. Right. Um, and then the next day is when he took his own life, um, which was really hard to take. I think no one saw it coming because... And, 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 and for me, like his, you know, his wife was sort of blaming herself because of the divorce and she was thinking it was down to that and the brother was thinking I should, you know, his dad was like, I should have seen the signs and I was like, look, I said, when someone's got that idea in their head, and I, I know this from working in, you know, th this sort of sector, when someone's got mm -hmm. that idea in their head, it's a split decision, like split second decision and he's made that split second decision and mm -hmm. like, that's it. He's gone free with it and he's done it. There's nothing you could have done. If he wanted you to know, he would have. I, th I think the saddest thing is going to his funeral, seeing that room full of people, the amount of people, the amount of love, you know, not from myself, not just from myself, but from all the people in there. You know, it was, it was hard. It was a hard pill to swallow to sort of see that many people and think, yeah. and he was so loved and to think that he, he couldn't come to someone. Yeah, and and just say, look, I'm really struggling, and I I think I'm gonna do something, you know. And that's the saddest thing is he didn't know how people thought of him and how yeah. people loved him. But at the same time, working in mental health, I understand people don't think like that. He 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 felt this was the only way out, and and you know the irony of suicide is people think it's a cowardly act, and I can tell you for a fact. It is one of the bravest thing anyone can ever do. And that sounds really daft in a way. But if you think about it, you know, if someone decides to take their own life, you know, that is so brave because it, it's a big... I couldn't even imagine doing it myself. I don't know about you, Al. No, but, no. But, like, to, to actually do it, to say it and say, oh, I feel like I don't want to be here anymore, but to actually do it, two different things. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it, it's an... Inc like I said, the irony is... It's, it's, the brave thing to do and I, I just never been there myself no. um, and uh, you know it, it was his only way out he didn't obviously feel like I think he knew people would miss him but I think he just couldn't deal with what he was going through in his own head anymore do you think um, so do you think he was he was first obviously so, so sorry I said, you know what mm. I've said to you before yeah Um horrible thing to go through do you think he knew he was as loved as what he was obviously you said seeing all the people in yeah I, I I think he did but at the same time I think his struggle outweighed the love I think that's the only way I can look at it is like yeah. from, from from our point of view from his friends and his family like we didn't pick up on it we didn't and I, and I think it was not just failings within you know, like what we were, what we weren't seeing or whatever. I think it was mm. just fails within the system itself. I think, you know, like I touched on from the beginning with with him, it was like, you know, the, there was no sort of real support when he had his accident with his burns and stuff. And, 
you know, he was never the same again after that, really. that It was like something changed, which it would do, you know, it's a life-changing mm. thing. And, you know, to, to go on and do your veterinary degree and be a practicing vet and, you know, have such a passion for animals and stuff is, is absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, I think the support wasn't there. And then obviously when the depression setting and stuff, I, then it, I think, you know, there's, there's so many people that, that get missed through, through mental health and that can be down to them not, you know, not it's not always on the individual. It could be down to them or, you know, people around them not getting them the support they need, the lack mm. of support, you know, not knowing where to go, not not knowing where, you know, what to do. Um, and just, I think, the lack of funding in the sector is mm. a massive thing as well. Um, so, yeah, but, I, I, you know, the, the, the closure I take from it is I feel like I did everything I could as a friend. I was there for him. I listened to him, like I said. There was he had future plans so for me there was no it was it was a massive shock to me as you know you were there when you know yeah. it happened to me and you know and I was quite open and, and talked to you about it and and I think like that that that's the best thing you can do is like talk about these things and naturally like anything in life you start to question everything mm. you know you're like could I have done this why didn't I yeah. know why yeah. you know why didn't I ring him why didn't I go around you know <laughs> all these questions pop into your head, but you can only do what you can do at the end of the day. And, and you know, if you know you, you've given your all and done everything you can, you, you can't feel the guilt because I wasn't in control of him taking no. his own life. That that was his decision. Yeah. Um, and he was in control of that. And, and, and you know, if, if you have been affected by this yourself and you've got your own experiences, um, you know, you you can't beat yourself up. You know what I mean? You've, you've just got to sort of... Remember the good times, remember what you did. And, you know, that, that that's all you can do really is remember them in a good light. Yeah, no, no, 100%. I think I think it's, you touched on it being a, b- a brave thing. Um, I think it's very brave. I, I, I can't think of anything more more scary <laughs> to, to, to take that step. Um, I mean, I, was, I, I don't think I've ever dealt with, I don't think I've ever been in a, that, that bad of a mental state to ever, for that to cross my mind. But just to try and understand um, the level to which they get to with that, um, and to have that negative effect, the, the mindset must be in such a bad mental place for that to even happen. You know, it, it, it's it's yeah. a big thing taking your life, isn't it? Um, and you know, whether you're people you're leaving behind or vice versa, you know that that individual must be in such a, a toxic headspace to even think about doing that. It, it it's hard to kind of relate to. Yeah, and and, and I think the thing is, it's it's usually men over women statistically yeah um you know between the ages of 20 and 50 you know that do take the lives and um you know and we'll, we'll discuss in a little bit i think about you know what our thoughts are on that and yeah, yeah. And, and 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 why men don't open up but you know i i just think you know it's just it's just there's not not many words you can say really for no, suicide no, no, but no. i think you know if, if you've obviously dealt with it yourself you've been you know someone who has and and or you've been there yourself you might be listening to this and you know you, you you've attempted suicide do you know what i mean and mm. and, and you know and you, you're recovering you know every day is a battle isn't it yeah um you know we've all been low but i've never been like i said earlier i've, I've never been to the point where i've like i don't want to be on this earth anymore but i've had points where i'm just like you know i can't deal with today or i can't deal with this or i can't deal with that or you know but yeah. yeah. No. 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 Thank you for sharing. Not a problem. Um. So. So moving on to. Um. So obviously we 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 live in. So, so we're jumping into that next subject now. Really. Um. Obviously we live in a society where men don't enough open up enough about their mental health. Um. Our generation is very much. Um. We're told to put up and shut up. You just crack on. You just. Yeah. You know. You, you don't kind of put a flag up. You just keep your head focused, refocus, and just crack on and shut up and and crack on. Um, what do you believe um, could be done to improve this? I think education. You know, go. You know, I, I think that's the main thing. I think getting kids to talk about things earlier on in life, mm. I think, would be a massive thing. Yeah, I mean, like, no, don't get me wrong. I don't expect people to go into a reception class in a school and start talking about suicide. I think that's <laughs> to be extreme, like, but, 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 you know, education. You know, education is key to everything in life. Yeah. You know, you, you know, social media there's like rings of kids 
self-harming this that, that, you know it all needs to be stamped out you know and things like that i think but i truly do believe education at an early age you know discussing these things you know what is anxiety what is depression you know what are you know suicidal thoughts and ideations you know it's these conversations needs to happen you know and and, and kids need to be educated you know just as you know sex education mm, you know yeah. you know what i mean just as important isn't it yeah, yeah. And, and and like i said you know we touched on really early on this you know mental health is is a massive big thing at the moment you know in, in everything and you know so you know starting from the early ages i think you know that that could be done better yeah um as opposed to like you know people adults suffering with mental health i think it's it's all on an individual sort of basis isn't it you know I'm quite a confident person and and open I've learned that over the years I wasn't so much like that when I was younger I was very closed book and didn't really share things and but you know as I've grown older I've realized you know just to talk about something just makes you feel better if you if you're unsure and I think there's that there's that stigma as men where we don't we don't do that because we take the piss out of each other. Like, you know, we've all, we all know our mates and we know which ones you could, you know, if you had like, you know, like Al across the table, like, you know, if I have a serious problem in life, I know I can, I can chat to him, you know, and I've got other friends who are the same, but then, you know, you've all got those mates who are just never grow up. Um, and, you know, if, if you were to tell them, like, I've got this going on in my life, they'd probably laugh at you. And, you know, they w- or they wouldn't take it seriously. And, and, mm. and I think men have that fear of not being taken seriously or made fun of because of how they feel or what they do. And that might not, that might not help. So it might be like, you know, the people you surround yourself with. But, you know, I think I've always found it easier to talk to people I don't know than people I do as well. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I, I think is a massive thing because, like, you know, People who are close to you have an opinion and have feelings and this, that, and the other for you. A stranger doesn't doesn't know you. I'm not, I'm not saying rock up to your local park and start telling your life story <laughs> and how you want to how you want to how you want to off yourself. <laughs> to go go to spa and speak to Cal on the till. Or Larry at the park, yeah, yeah. feeding the pigeons. But you know, it, I think it's it's just talking. The easiest thing in the world. You know, some people it's hard. Some people yeah. really find it hard to just. But even writing. Yeah. Writing how you yeah, feel, yeah. write on a piece yeah. of paper, you know, anything. Yeah. Just communicating it in, in any way, shape or form. I think there's not enough support out there as well, like groups wise. I mean, there's, there's loads of brilliant charities and things like that. Mm. Um, but, that, you know, it's not enough. And, I, and, you know, like I touched on with COVID and, you know, bills and stuff like that, things are only getting worse. I mean, like suicides are cropping up more and more in our local area. Yeah, and, and and things like that. You're reading more and more of of, of that happening, and I ju- I just think, you know, it's it's not something you can just chuck money at either. No, you know, no. you need the right infrastructure, the right people, you know, and like I said, education. And I think, you know, if we educate people as well, you know, on on suicide and 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 how people are feeling and the sort of signs and to pick up on. But then again, it's not always that simple. You can have people who are the life and soul of the party and yeah. they do it. And have a massive front on them. Yeah. Like Robert Williams. And it's, and yeah. And it's just a big mask. Yeah. You know, people live like that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a really tough one because you can, you can never truly tell. But you just hope that, you know, people have the courage to be able to let people know that they feel that way. To get the help and support they need um, in that way. Yeah. No, no, no. Quite right. Quite right. Um, I was going to ask you a question then, but it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Completely gone. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah. You touched briefly on funding as well in the NHS and stuff. Um, yeah. And you feel like it's very undervalued and very underfunded. Yeah. I know you've spoken a little bit about that in the past. And, uh, but as you said, you know, double-edged sword of that. You can't just chuck money at things and something expected to blossom and grow. You've got to exactly. put the investment in the right places so then you get the support that you need. Um, I think I, I think as you said, I think the biggest thing is that, that we just talk more, and I think schools and definitely, yeah. Um, and I think you, you've got to look at now. I mean, compared to where we are now, compared to ten years ago, it's like leaps and bounds, isn't it? We've yeah. come a long way, but, but I think it's just realizing that by God, we've got, still got a long way to go. Um, you know, to, to improve things further, still, don't we? Massively, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, there there always is a long way to go, like there is with everything. Anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. But like I said, you know, you can't you can't just chuck money at it because a that money's got to come from somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's it's not always about money. It's it's about the infrastructure, the people in there. Like I've said, so you know it's and recruiting the right people, the right skills, and the you know the right mindset. And you know, I, I think as well, 
a massive thing as well is just including people who have been through it. Yeah. Who, I think who, that's quite a big thing that really yeah, isn't Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people, like, I, you know, I've, on my journey to my nurse training, I, I've met people who have been in mental health wards, who have mental health illnesses. And I, I've said to them, like, how inspirational you are as a person mm. to go through that and to flip it around to the other side yeah, as a career and then go back into these places as nurses or whatever, trained social workers, nurses, trained yeah. professionals within this industry of mental health and inspire the young people who are going into mental health services to say, I was you, I yeah, was yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I was doing this, I was doing that, look at me now. I'm nursing you. Like, what an inspiration. I think we yeah. need more of that. Yeah, I think I th- you're right, yeah. I, I, I really think we do, because there's a lot of stigma attached to mental health. There's a lot of sort of stigma attached to certain illnesses um, through lack of education or just, you know, from from people saying things about them. So, you know, I, I think that's a massive thing, and I think including people who've been through things, either through volunteering or, you know, if they're, you know they're well enough to be able to put themselves through the pressures of a degree and and, mm. and, and do that like all the admiration in the world for them because i think like it's incredible isn't it that's what we need more of yeah yeah and that's it there's, there's that, that relatability with the people in there that can give someone really give someone an arm to think if you can do that i can do that yeah you know what i mean and it's kind of it's like, like exactly like, and i um, think that, and that sort of links into you and what you do because mm. you, you've been a big fella yeah. do you know what i mean you you've lost like you know like we said before you know so like you know that gives you a good education base because you've been there. You know how people feel. You know, mm. you've not always been a fit lad no, who's no, a PT. No. Do you know what I mean? And it's a similar sort of thing to that. It's what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? So, Relatability, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So. Important. Oh, cool. So, um, so jumping into now, we're going to hop into passion. Um, so what is your biggest passion in life, whether that be fitness or non-fitness related or mental health related? Um, I, I think my biggest passion, um, obviously my family, a massive, massive part of my life, aren't they? And yeah. like everything I do is for them, um, and, and for myself. You know, the career I've chosen, what I do, how I, what I do in my life is down to them. The fact that I've decided to, to lose weight and stuff is not just purely because of me. No. Um, it's because of them because I want to be able to do things with my kids. I want to be able to run around and not be out of breath. You know, I want to mm-hmm. be able to. You know, go on those roller coasters and not be too big for you know all the all the little <laughs> things. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah, if you yeah. don't control, it affects your life. Do you it know does, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that that's probably my biggest passion, like ultimately. But then probably like just just nipping in underneath would be footy. Massive Liverpool fan. Absolutely <laughs> love Liverpool. Yeah. If I can get to the match, I will. Uh, which is not very often, to be honest, because the amount it costs these days. But um, and gaming. Always been a massive gamer. Oh, yeah, you into gaming, are you? Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, um, and, and, and gaming's my escapism, like, because you can just go anywhere, do anything. You can do simulation, you can do fantasy, you can do whatever. Just do your own thing and get lost in a story. And, like, as, as Alan's found out when he's come around when I've been playing certain games, it is just, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's sort of gobsmacked how much games have moved on. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah they're just so good they're like mini films that you're interacting yeah, with it's mental isn't it but i think i think a quite important thing that you basically touched on there that we didn't plan to talk about is escapism yeah um i think what, definitely when you're going through a mental struggle or anything like that you know, um it's important that you look after number one and look after yourself and i think yeah. having an escape is very important you know whether that be you playing a game for a couple of hours or like I, the trauma i went through um earlier this year that we'll go into in a little bit um my escapism was going to a cinema because I could go into four walls, turn my phone off, shut life out and be like completely switched off for an hour and a half, two hours and having that escape, whether it be going to the cinema, playing a game, um, going for a walk, having a coffee with a friend, listening to an audiobook. So it's important that people have that escape. I don't think a lot of people put enough emphasis on having that in everyday life, yeah. going out and having a half hour walk to switch off um, because, because of what we've covered here, like stresses, financial burdens, COVID, <laughs> all, all, all the above. Yeah. You get it hammered through social media now on our phones like all the freaking time. You know, social media like on all the time. You got your news, your presses, your stresses of life, your family, your work. We don't ever really switch off enough, and no. the, the mind can only take so much until it's gonna until it pops. Yeah. Um, so so I, so I think you know you've hit, hit nail on the head there. It doesn't matter what what your 
you know, your, your passion's amazing. It's important that you, so people do have a passion because that is your escapism and your escape from life. Yeah, and I think that's that's how you identify as your individual. Yeah, as well, isn't it? It's it's like, you know, what you, what you do in your spare time, and and I think like you know when you were going through what you know you went through, I, like I always said to you, make sure you do something for you. Make mm. sure you get that time. You know, I know you just want to get in there and help and do everything you can, but you need to make sure, like you know, you pull yourself out every now and again, give yourself that day off. You know mm. what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah. and it is massively important. And I know, I know. Unfortunately, you know, not everyone's got that luxury where they can do that. You know, yeah. some some people work twenty four seven, three sixty five. You know, yeah. kids, single mums, single dads. You know, or whatever. You know, and I know not everything is feasible, but you know, when you can, if you can, just to have that little bit of time to yourself, even if it's that glass of wine at the end of the night when the kids <laughs> are gone to bed, or whatever it is, yeah. you know, whatever that moment is for you, watching that really boring episode of Cory, or whatever it is, you know, make sure you do it. <laughs> <laughs> not a dig at Cory there at all. Uh, Corey, Corey, no, so, <laughs> Speaking of EastEnders, doesn't think he just passed away. What's her name? The biggest EastEnders character, um, the old lady, Dot Cotton. Is it, is it Dot? I don't think it's Dot. I think it's someone else. I don't else. know. It, oh. I don't watch it anymore. I, I don't watch it anymore, but it, it, it was on the, on so the radio. So you dragged it into the podcast I, for no reason. Yeah, for no reason <laughs> whatsoever. It was on the radio the other day, and a name was brought on. It was going to be the big funeral on TV. So whoever's on these Sunday support, love her on here, comment who it is. I can't <laughs> remember who on earth it is, but it's, it's someone big anyway. Um, so food. Uh, what is your favorite food? And uh, <laughs> where are we at now? Um, that's a complete train of thought. Are you a foodie? Yes. <laughs> in short yeah we'll, we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> over with um, <laughs> nah pizza mate oh, ever since I was a kid it's just the best thing in the world it, it doesn't matter what you put on it you can, have, you can even have chocolate pizzas like, it's a bit weird that though isn't it, it, it no it's pizza but is it really is it really a pizza with your chocolate on it of course it is is it, is it? it's round and it looks like a pizza yeah have you had one yeah no, I've never actually had one. There you go. That's why you're so against it. Probably. You can just see the Akmalas has been harder. But no, no, pizza. Just it's everything. Just you, can, you can change the crust. You can change, you know, you can have thin. You can have thin and crispy. You can have deep pan. You can... It's stuffed. Stuffed, exactly. I think Domino's do like a hot dog in the crust, don't they? Yeah, that's wrong. Have you tried it? No, I wouldn't. No. It's no. out there, isn't it? Yeah. But like, is it... But and, and in America, they do those... Um, is it pizza pies? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like a proper, like thick, thick edge. Yeah, edge. It's be like proper, Chicago like, ones, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The, we don't have that over here yet, do we? So, if anyone's out there listening, start get, start off a restaurant and do them. Get on it. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> get on it. But that's basically always like ten years behind America, aren't we? Yeah, but so. I I definitely say pizza because it's just so versatile. You could eat it every day and it'd be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and and Italian food. The biggest thing though, that I I already know the answer to this though, pineapple in your pizza. No. No, I think it's alive. I think it's, I think no. it's great. Well, it's, it, it's Marmite, isn't it, mate? It is, yeah. You, you like it or you hate it. Like, I'm very much like, I like my pineapple to be pineapple. Mm-hmm. On its own? Nah, cinnamon. Cinnamon. Oh, on yeah, a cinnamon, barbecue. brown sugar. Yeah. yeah. From Brazil. Absolutely. Mm. Well, on top of a, piece, a nice piece of gammon. Mm. I'm not a sweet and savoury person, mate. Oh, no. I like my sweet to be sweet and my savoury to be savoury. You're not a fan of barbecue either, are you? No. Yeah. No, but saying that, I did have barbecue beef yesterday, so maybe I am. Yeah. Oh my god. Bento box. It was fit actually. Is it? Enjoyed it. Yeah. Taste of change. Uh, Mr. Sainsbury's. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. But yeah, I'd probably say pizza, pasta, just Italian food. I just think it's so versatile. It's so filling. It can also be obviously maybe not pizza, but you can chill it down and you know make it less calorific if you want you know mm-hmm. same with pasta just chuck more veggies in mm-hmm. and Wes is a very good uh, cooker pasta he's he's, he's, more right. he, he's, he's a he dumps himself down here but he's a, he's a phenomenal chef I reckon if he had a different profession life it would have been being a chef I, I'm, I'm I, I think sure. I think yeah I think I would do I, I enjoy cooking but the only way I'd ever do it as a career is if I could have my own restaurant and my own menu and you've got to work your absolute bollocks off for that. Um, <laughs> and I've already picked nursing as a career, so yeah. unless MasterChef comes a calling, might be a shout one day just to see what I can do. But yeah, um, as for cooking, love it. Enjoy it. Try and get the kids involved as well. Yeah, you got you got your, your daughter's just starting to cook now. Yeah, as well, yeah. She, she, the other night she wanted a curry, so we just made one from scratch. Yeah. Loved it. Um and and I think like you know getting kids to do stuff like that at an early age is just so beneficial because God when I went to uni the amount of people that just 
ate out of a packet or a microwave yeah. and there's me in the kitchen like what do you want <laughs> <I'm done too. laughs> um so yeah. yeah i just i think it's important and then you know and it sort of links back to the nutrition doesn't it what you're eating what's going in it's not all processed no you're doing things from scratch i know it can be expensive these days um but you know if you can try and get yourself making a couple of meals from scratch a week if you've got the time or batch cut because it's totally worth it yeah and you get that self-accomplishment there's nothing better than cooking a plate of food for someone and then them going that is fit yeah no um yeah you know that you've done for me many a time yeah because you put me to shame <laughs> uh, time and time again okay so um go a bit back in depth now really so um struggle so uh what has been your biggest struggle uh, or challenge so far in life uh how did you combat it and what did you learn um so i probably say my biggest struggle in life i mean other than, you know, losing my friend recently. It's, it's probably in my early 20s. Um, I was at university studying a degree. Um, and whilst I was at university, I lost both my grandparents in the space of a week. And I was very close to them. Um, and for me at the time, I didn't feel like I could properly sort of grieve or, or deal with it. Um, because it was it was my mum I lost both her parents. Um so for her, she just lost a mum and a dad in the space of a week. And as much as my grandparents meant the world to me, like, you know, that's her mum and dad. So at the time, I just didn't really feel like I could deal with it. Mm. I, 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 and I, I smoked a bit of weed um, back <laughs> that's, then. That's, but that, that's gracious, <laughs> a bit. Um, and basically, it just escalated quite rapidly mm. um, to the point where the best way to describe it was if I was asleep I wasn't stoned you know which is, which is bad um you know and it got to the point where it was just non-stop like I wasn't I wasn't going to uni I sort of flunked my degree because of it um and this went on for months and months and months first well I'll say not months and months and months, but probably about three good good three three or four months mm. I was like this and I think at the time I'm such a mentally strong person. Like, I think that's what I found out through my life. Like, I'm a pretty resilient person. I think I get that from my mum. My mum is really resilient and, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's done many things for our life. And I think, like, you know, you learn from the best, don't you? Yeah. And I think part of me was like, I don't want help. I don't want help. I don't want help. I, would, I wouldn't accept. It, t- it took me a long time to accept that both my nan and granddad were gone. And I think part of that was just down to the grieving. You know, whereas, you know, my friend who, you know, the grief was there instantaneous because mm. um, it was a shock. Whereas, you know, my grandparents mm. were, my granddad was in a home, so it was expected. Um, but my nan, she, she had a heart attack from a broken heart. Um, so I, I think like, you know, that it was a bit of a shock factor with my nan because I wasn't expecting my nan to go so soon after my granddad. But during that time, I just, I'm not really an emotional person. I don't really cry. And that's not because I don't want to cry. I just... I just find me personally find it difficult to cry mm-hmm. um, and I'd not dealt with the, the grief. And then one day I just sort of went out to the woods because <laughs> we like lived in the middle of nowhere and I just went out and I just screamed as loud as I could. I just let all this raw emotion that I've been building for months and months and months that I've been suppressing. You know, some people use like, you know, alcohol, other drugs as a suppressant and, you know, it doesn't do you any favors in the long run of anything. It just, it's, it's just delaying the inevitable and, you know, if you don't deal with the inevitable, if that's grief, depression, whatever it is, then it's just going to eat you up and, mm-hmm. you know, can can sort of link into what happened to my friend. And, you know, I, I just feel really sort of gracious that I had a good group of friends, you know, that, that all did what I did, you know, taking drugs and things like that. But they were really supportive. And I had that breakdown in the woods. Around my mom, I was in tears and I was like, I was dead honest with my mom. And I was like, you know, I've, I've probably messed up my degree. I'm nan and granddad are gone i'm never going to see them again i was crying it was just a massive relief and then from that point i was like right i've i've dealt with this now i've dealt with this struggle i've had for months where i just couldn't let my emotion out and now i'm like i've got a drug problem so it was like how do we deal with this drug problem yeah did you know do i do i do this do i do that so i was like no it's down to me like i'm in control of me so rather than just go not touching it ever again and just cutting it off because it's like anything you, you can't just go no Poor turkey yeah because it'll just eat you alive mm-hmm. um i just cut down you know slowly but surely to the point where 
I think I was like smoking a joint over the space of like four or five days. <laughs> and then and I, like, literally my last joint, I remember it because I was like, like every day, like every few hours, I'd just go and then dock it. And then I remember just looking at it and going, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm, I've not touched it for four, well, 12, 12 years, 14 Christ. years. I can't remember. It's been that long, but I've not touched <laughs> it. Not, not gone back to it. I've never touched it ever since. And, and, and I think like, you know, that was one of the biggest struggles in my life. And what I learned from it was how resilient I am as a person. You know, if I can, anyone back in the day when I was, when I was in my early 20s and I went, I'm not going to stop smoking weed, would never believe me in a million no. years. No. You being one of them. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and to get to that point and, and sort of prove myself right and everyone yeah, else yeah. wrong sort of thing. And yeah. I think, you know, my parents, they never knew how how bad i was no. because obviously as a young man you, you don't you drugs have got a stigma attached and you don't want people to think ill of you especially your parents and mm-hmm. things like you know um but you know I, I got through that through my friends and myself you know I had, I had an abundance of support and i think you know if i'd not had that i could have quite easily ended up somewhere you know like a psychiatric ward or whatever you know just just through the depression and things like that so yeah so that that was probably the biggest struggle and i tell that story to to the patients i support on the wards because i think like we're all human we're not perfect no, we've no, all no, done no, things we're not proud of you know it's life experience it's addiction you know and if you can relate to someone on a certain level they've got more respect for you because they don't think you're this perfect person who's just telling them what they want to wear or what they want to do they, they see you as a person mm-hmm. you know and i i think you know, you can't tell everyone your life story, but, no. you know, there's certain parts of your life that you can share and hopefully inspire people and, and be relatable. You yeah. Because, you know, if I'm course. talking to someone who's got drug addiction on a ward and they're like, you have no idea what drug addiction's like, and I'll be like, well, I do. Maybe yeah. not with that drug. No, 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 no. But, you know, this is this is my story and what I've been through. And, you know, they, they, they look at you and they're just like, wow, you know, you you were like me or you've been through something similar it's the same with suicide with grief and you know and mm. and things like that you can talk about these things so yeah i i think like struggles only make you stronger that's yeah. life life's there to test you yeah. in many different ways you know you've been tested this year massively and um you know detriment to yourself and and, and everyone around you you know and it, it it's like you 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 get one sort of kick at life, don't you? And, mm. you? and and things get thrown at you, good, bad, you know. And you've just got to deal with them as they come, and and just be you and and get through them. And if the, you can get through them by yourself, amazing. Yeah. If you can't, reach out, get help, talk to people, open up. And yeah, I, I think yeah. that's what this has all been about. It's just opening up and talking to people, and that's exactly what I did when I was struggling. And it's that good. sense of relief and 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 sort of support you get. Which, if you never open up, you'll never know, will you? No, no, no. So I, th- I think that's like what everyone needs to do. But obviously, everyone doesn't feel comfortable doing that. No, so, that's true. So, but I think there's so many things out there now. Like you can go on forums. You can, you can go on, you can yeah. go on sort of social media. You can, not that that's the greatest, but it's out there. You, you yeah, know, you yeah, can, you yeah. can, there's there's charities, there's organisations, there's friends, there's family, there's support groups there's if you're in school if you're in college if you're in university if you're in your job you know there's all these places that are there to support you and i think like the best thing you can ever do with anyone is just be non-judgmental yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah Com- completely hit the uh nail on the head there and I th- yeah that, 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 that you were saying before about you know life chuck struggles at you and one of my favorite captions is learning how to dance in the rain mm. and i think um that is life, isn't it? I think the life will chuck, you know, exterior stresses at you, no matter what it may be, whatever those things are, but it's learning how to cope with that, using people about, not using, but laying on people around you for support um, to help you obviously push on and, and kind of like go through that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll jump a little into what happened to me earlier this year. Um, I'll open up. I'll hand uh, the mic to you then, lad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as, as Wes said, um, I'm very lucky to have Wes because he was very much the, the shoulder I lent on um, from from this last year, or before this last year, really. Um, my mother got diagnosed with motor neurons disease. Um, and I was I was kind of the, the primary person here, as well as my father, to help care her for her and to give keep her smiling and keep her independence. Um, and 
you know, it, it's a double-edged sword of the fact that it's the closest I've ever been to her. Um, but then also with that, it's probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. Um, and, you know, emotions and watching the person you love so much deteriorate so much every day um, and witnessing that day by day and someone that you love so much and someone that you wish you could probably, <laughs> if I could have chopped my arm off and given it to her. Sorry. I would have done. Uh, Didn't expect that. Um, so, yeah, so that was challenging as hell. Um, but like anything, if I bottle things up and didn't deal with things or let out to, like, <laughs> where's here? Um, or the people in my life and work on myself and taking me time is what was what said earlier. Um, like taking me time and, um, you know, I wouldn't have, have dealt with it as strong as what I did or have been a strength for her in that time, which is what I had to be. I had to make sure that she was strong and that she was, you know, kept her independent as long as she could and um, made sure that she was as happy as what she could be going through what she went through. But then also looking through my, looking after my own mental health. And as I said, you know, this young man across the table from me uh, messaged me daily uh, to make sure that I was doing okay, which I'll eternally be grateful for. Um, and yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, so, you know what, what I'll take from that, you know, it's, it's, as I said, you know, I think it's very easy to, when you're going through situations like that and hardships, it's very easy to switch off and to just think you need to rely on yourself and not outreach to others and, and switch off, which is probably before that. I was very guilty of that. I think Wes knows I'm quite a private, quiet individual. And I'm probably more open now than I ever have been. Um, lay it behold, the probably like 30 minute voice notes that I heard on the daily. Um, <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, there's some serious length in there. Um, but that was my way of getting things off my chest and dealing with that 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 hardship I went through. Um, and yeah. But like to interject, that moment that just happened on camera then yeah. is what we're talking about. Talk, what we're talking about, This the whole point of this podcast is about being open being able to be emotional do you know what i mean like and and you, you see that on alan's face you know and like i i wouldn't have done any of that stuff do you know what i mean like if i didn't genuinely care about him and his mom and what the family were going through and and you know we've been mates for years and you know i'm happy you know that he, he feels that way and like you know i used to send audio notes and tell all these mad stories and his mum would love them yeah, and that, that, yeah, that, that like, like when I found that out like yeah. it, it just brought me such delight to think like oh do you know what I'm making a difference to her day you know what I mean I'm not even there and you know I'm, I'm making a difference um because she was a very private lady wasn't she and she didn't was, she yeah. didn't want people to see um obviously the disease to take over and stuff so you know um but yeah I, ju I just think that moment that's captured on camera is very important for everyone to see and for everyone to witness you know you don't see that side of Al very often, and, <laughs> and and you've seen it in a podcast. We're talking about things that are personal to us. Yeah. You know, I don't show a flicker of emotion because I've got a heart of stone. I haven't really, <laughs> but you know, it's it's um, you know, I've got me best mate crying about how nice I've been, and I'm just sat here like, oh well, okay, that's lovely, thanks, Alan. <laughs> no, that's nice. Moving <laughs> 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 swiftly on. <laughs> but um, but no, that's no, no, that's what no. it's about. It's it's yeah. about people being able to feel like Al feels comfortable to do that. Some people don't. No. Do you know what I mean? And that that's what this is all about. It's all about like people feeling comfortable, people opening up, people, you know, getting the support and help they need and being able to show their emotions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, that that's a perfect example right there in a nutshell, what this is all about and what, what today chatting for fifteen hours has done. <laughs> <laughs> is it about finding your vice, isn't it? Your vice of whatever yeah. you're comfortable outlaying with it, as you said, yeah. through a forum, a text, a group of people, yeah. one person, a friend, a family member, no matter what, what it is finding that 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 there so for your future you know rely on and, and to, to get out and, and obviously if you're not sort of watching the video you're listening to it then you won't see it but you'll hear it <laughs> <laughs> thanks. thanks for that um yeah youtube uh the, the, the fit for life podcast you'll see me break down and, and have some tears um but yeah no and, and as was said yeah he was, he was a rock to me in that moment and as he said you know he, he made my mum chuckle more than once with, with some of his outrageous stories and things which i cannot share no 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 probably find them somewhere actually on my whatsapp to be fair um amongst the archives but now he's, he's been a, a very good rock to me and I'd, I'd be lost without him um 
and yeah. So um, we'll move on a little bit from that now. So uh, change. So if there's one thing that you could change within society to improve mental health, what would it be? Good question, isn't it? It's, 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 one it's, thing. It's gutsy one. One. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you could probably break, break out 20. Well, get rid of the Tories. <laughs> there's one. <laughs> <laughs> eruption podcasts erupted that's it nah I, th- I, I, I don't think there is one fundamental thing you could change I think as I've discussed earlier on I think there's so many things but I, probably the key thing is education because I think you get that instilled from an early age it can only get better yeah. you know and, and I think if we, we destigmatize you know from a young age and things like that like we have done with disabilities do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. you know like my kids are very accepting of race, disabilities, and things like that within schools. Um, you know, like I was when I was a kid. You know, we still see, you know, things not, you know, racism is still about, um, you know, mocking people's disabilities and not treating people the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, and things like that. It still exists. Yeah. Um, no. It's never, ever fully going to go away. In an ideal world, we'd love it all to, as, as well as mental health, we'd love it all to go away. But mm-hmm. there's so many types of mental health, you know, anxiety depression personality disorder schizophrenia bipolar you know mm-hmm. and then you know from personality disorder you've got different types of personality disorder different types of schizophrenia just so much of it and mm-hmm. you know anxiety is a massive thing people suffer with daily these days and yeah. um, we all do um you know to a degree depression we'll all have the depressive episode at some point in our lives um Unless you're Mr. Blobby. I think he's always happy, Mr. Blobby. I, th- I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I've heard you. Yeah. And for any of you who don't know who Mr. Blobby is, Google him. Um, <laughs> so Showing show our age there, aren't we, at the same time? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, like I said, education. Yeah. That, I think, that, I think that, that's the key thing. That's where everything starts from, isn't it? Yeah. I, th- I think you do it there, it works from the ground up from that point, And the more things you just interject, I mean, I, I, there's a whole different rant and, and discussion in the episode is talking about our schooling system and th- things that should be more pushed yeah. in, in schooling systems and what should be more um, dictated to our children and brought up from the ground up. Um, that's a different, but you know, getting it sorted from the ground up there is, you know, yeah, is I think necessity really. Um, but interesting what you said also, I think uh, like I can definitely relate to what I've been through this past year, like disability wise, I'd never really understood or work with people with disabilities until obviously it, it affects your own life yourself and you go through a loved one going through what my mother went through and understanding that um her you know want to try and keep her independence and the reason why things are put there to help with independence and to help people live their lives still to the fullest that have disabilities i think i, I, I it made me kind of not like the word disabled and want to you know think 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 the way it's branded it shouldn't be shouting that oh you are disabled i think it's quite quite yeah. negative things to say to people really um it should be about enabling people um but anyway i can get lost on that um uh, so moving on um so we're getting towards the end now we're getting towards wrapping up um so l- obviously looking at today as a whole um is there anything in today's episode that i didn't ask you that you wish that we went into that we didn't cover enough um it's hard to remember because i've been talking so much uh, I, I didn't notice <laughs> Um, but that's what I love to do. Um, nah, I, th- I think we've pretty much hit everything, really. I mean, I- I've quite enjoyed today. I think it's been really good. Um, I think, obviously, we'll see what people think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and if they want more, um, I'm happy to sort of to do that again at some point. Um, if there's anything people feel like they want, answers for um or you know if they've got any questions about mental health i can do my best to sort of answer um but i think on on the on the part i mean we've covered sort of why i do what i do we've covered um you know things that have happened to me personally you know people i've lost um we sort of touch base on yourself mm-hmm. and what you what you've been through um and and i just think like I think if, if, if anything that I want people to sort of reflect on more than anything today is just talk. And I, I, and I know we have sort of made it all about men, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. men never do, to be honest. No. Um, <laughs> so that, that's a good point. But no, obviously this applies to, to everyone, no matter yeah. what, obviously, your gender is. Um, I think 
you know, it's just talk, just be open, um, and you know, get the support you need, um, and yeah, I, I, I just think like, you know, it's Christmas. It's probably the worst time of year for this type of thing because it's, um, especially with the sort of social stresses going on in life at the moment. It's gonna, it's gonna affect people's Christmases more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, probably financially, you know, do I buy presents or turn the heating on? Some people are gonna have that decision. Do I eat or turn the heating on? Yeah, you know, all these decisions, as well as the pressures of Christmas, given having the perfect Christmas dinner. Um, you know, the kids going to school and going. I got this for Christmas. What uh, did yeah. you get? Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's all that. Yeah. I mean, I always make a point of, I always get my kids something little and say it's from Santa because I think like I wouldn't want my child going to school and going, Santa got me a PlayStation 5. What did Santa get you? Oh, Santa got me a balloon. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like you laugh, but it happens. Yeah, I know. And, no, and no, like, you know, yeah. that kid doesn't understand why that kid got a PS5 and I got a balloon. Yeah. Well, they might love the balloon. Balloons might be their favorite thing in the world and it's the most perfect balloon ever, but... It's not PS5, is it? No. Um, so, yeah, so always make a point of that. You know, it's and Christmas is never about the gifts, is it? It's about the people you're with and, yeah, and remembering the people that, you know, you know, aren't with us and, you know, and, and sort of, you know, I think that's that's going to be your struggle this year, isn't it? But mm-hmm. like I've said, I'm there for you. You know, you've got your dad, you know, you've, you've, you've got your friends and family and stuff like that. And, you know, I think like anyone who is going to struggle this Christmas, it's about like, just being open with people and if people know then they won't think ah so and so is being a dick or yeah, so and so is yeah. a miserable bastard or whatever did well to make this really pc up until now <laughs> um, but yeah and i think i think that's the thing you know people worry too much what people think about them and i like i've learned in life if you're open and honest and people know where you're at like there'll be days where i go to work and i'm like something in me personal life's like and i'm like rah like yeah. you can just tell by my face because I wear my heart on my sleeve, do you know what I mean? And um can't hide my emotions very well. Um and I, I just think like, you know, if you're open and honest and go, Look, I've got this going on in my life today, so like, you know, if I'm a bit ratty or a bit snappy or whatever, then that's why. Yeah. yeah and people yeah. have rationale, they don't just think, Oh, Wes has been a dick because he's a dick. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> no. No. It, it, it up people's understanding, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and and I and I just think like, you know, it people are really struggling and, you know, we've just got to come together as communities and, 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 and things like that and just support one another and, you know, doing, doing what you can to be there for your friends, your family. Um, if anything, if anything I've learned this year is just, just do your best, live life to the fullest and be happy. And, you know, you've got, if you've got people around you that are good to you, you want to keep them around you. You don't want to distance them, you, you know, and, and we've all bit we've all got friends, haven't we? You, you try and organize stuff with, and they go, oh, I'm busy, or yeah. I'm not feeling well, or I'm not this, that, and the other. And, and you know, and, and my friend who took his own life was a bit like that. And I suppose one of my biggest regrets is, like, not just turning up on his doorstep and going, ha-ha, you haven't got a choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I think, like, you know, maybe that's something we didn't really discuss in the, like, getting back to the actual question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's something is those people who maybe don't come out who do sort of hide away or are always ill or are always like making excuses or yeah yeah, do you know what i mean just sort of take them out their comfort zone and just drop yourself on the doorstep and be like i'm (laughs) here rock up you can't escape yeah 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 or whatever do you know what i mean and just be like what's going on yeah let's just tackle this head on you know and that person might be absolutely fine and it might just be the way they are yeah they might be suffering and you know you you've picked up on it, and you might you know you might prevent something. So, I think that's probably the, maybe the thing we sort of missed out on. And I think like you know, there's people you worry about around you, just checking on them. Yeah. If it, it's a it, text, if it's plonking yourself in their physical space and getting in their face and going, "How are you?" Then do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, just, yeah. I, I think you hit you hit hit the nail on the head there. I think it doesn't take two seconds to send a message message to someone and just say, "How are you?" Yeah. But but then I think a lot of people are, are just very it's, it's it's very stigma to be like somebody says, "Oh, how are you?" Oh yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah. And then it's very like almost like it's it's just ricocheting the the question back onto them rather than reassessing and actually going and opening up. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I think someone that um on Instagram I shared it a while ago, and he he, he videoed himself sending someone a text saying, "How are you?" And they went, I'm okay, thanks, how are you? And he responded with, no, 
how are you? Yeah. Because as I said, people don't really open up that easily. And sometimes diving that little bit deeper will make someone think, well, actually, you know, I need to open up. Yeah. Um, and being that person to make sure that they open up to you. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a wrap. I think that, I think that, that that's just pretty much done. So thank you for, for coming on today, Wesley. It's uh, very much appreciated, mate, for, for your time. Not a problem. You're a busy man with with the family and, and work and stuff, so it's very much appreciated him hopping on here today. Um, do let us know what you thought of this today. Uh, it may be coming in a two-parter because, by God, this is lengthy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like Jaws, this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I think it's been um, really refreshing, and it's been a great conversation about the topic. And I think you know, in future, if if we want it, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can still cover. We're not even going into like men's pattern boldness and all that kind of thing <laughs> as well. That's that's a whole different like venture we can go down in the future if we want if we want to do another one. Um, but now, so I think the biggest take home is let's just, you know, reach out to people, make sure that they're okay, make sure that, that you're okay and you're looking after yourself. Uh, mental health is massive and it's something we only ever learn more about. Um, and it's so important that, that we have an emphasis on this going on forward. So uh, thank you again once again, Wesley. Very much appreciated. Um, as no I said, problem. feedback, if you will, guys, that would be absolutely super. Uh, that is a wrap. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. I'll see you soon. Cheers, guys.